Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. It is week nine, and we've heard this song for nine weeks now, and I don't get tired of it. Do you guys get tired of it? I don't know, I'm up here like dancing and singing, and I was like, please don't let my microphone be on, this is bad. Um, but like Shannon greeted us this morning, we're so glad that you're in worship with us this morning, and um, we are going to talk about Inside Out. How many of you guys have seen the movie? Anybody? Oh, yes. Okay, this is going to be great. Awesome. There's going to be some spoilers. I'm going to give you about a five-second window to, don't leave, but if you want to put some earmuffs on, we can do that. Um, but we watched it last night in the Fellowship Hall, and it was a great experience, so I feel like that gave me the right away to uh, just go ahead and cover the whole entire movie. So, um, but it will be in a timely manner, I promise. So, um, anyway, I hope you guys are ready to buckle down. We are going to talk about, uh, we are going to talk about some emotions this morning, okay? Not, if you know me personally, not necessarily my forte. I've spent maybe 26, 7 years suppressing a lot of my emotions. So, uh, it's kind of ironic that I chose this movie and, and that we're going to talk about emotions. So, Inside Out, it is, it is one of Pixar's greatest movies, I think. I love it. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's entertaining for adults and for kids. And, um, the main characters are the emotions and the, the ideas and the, um, the memories that are inside of a little 11 year girl's head and they're absolutely adorable, they're colorful and they're funny. Um, and then our, our secondary main character is an 11 year old girl named Riley. And so we're gonna look at her life and, and I'm gonna parallel it with my life. And um, it took me about watching this movie maybe about, mm, I don't know, 12 times to realize, hey, this is a lot like you were when you were 11 years old. So we're going to talk about that. And, um, but before we get started, there's no better way than to kind of picture in your head what's going on and what I'm up here jabbering on about. So we're going to watch this clip that introduces all of the emotions. See, I heard y'all laughing. It's cute. It's funny. Um, so the little blue-haired girl, she is Joy. Um, and she is the one that is in control of Riley's life for about the first 11 years um, that that's going on in her life. And now they're all happy, they're all go lucky, they're, you know, yeah, she doesn't like broccoli, she loves hockey, she's a goofball, she loves her family, she's a very honest little girl, and she's had a really great childhood and upbringing. But one day her dad comes home and, and he says, hey guys, we're packing up, we're going to San Francisco, I got a new job. And next thing you know, they load up the car and they are off across the country and moving from Minnesota all the way to California. And so all of a sudden her little emotions are all thrown off and she doesn't know how to act and say, Sadness starts playing a bigger part in her life, and, and all of a sudden, Joy is losing control of Riley's life, and it's a, it's a huge adjustment for her. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning, that we experience all these emotions as human beings and as, as Christ-like human beings, and, and guess what? This is hard for me to fathom, but I'm going to try to teach it to you guys, that emotions are okay. It is okay to cry. This is my mantra that I've been working on for many years now, and I'm getting a lot better at it. But it's okay to feel these emotions. We don't have to suppress certain ones. We don't have to heighten other ones. Um, you know, God created us, like I said, to have these emotions, and we need to be able to function and to express them in healthy ways to be able to um, function at our fullest potential and to be able to, to live the life that God intended us to live and, and also to bring joy to his kingdom here on earth and to further his kingdom and just to, to get his name out there. Um, 
So like I was telling you, Riley's 11, she's moving across the country now. When I was 11, I did not move across the country. Um, what happened to me was actually, I, from kindergarten to fourth grade, I stayed in the same school the whole time. I wasn't like the brightest bulb in the box, you know, I, I was okay, I was doing all right. I couldn't read very well. <laughs> it was, I mean, my parents here, they can tell you, it wasn't the best. Um, but all of a sudden in fifth grade, it was like, hey, you're gonna move over to, you know, this new school. And it wasn't their decision, we just had to go. That's what the county said. And so all of a sudden in fifth grade, I had to switch schools. And it was not the best experience. I had no friends, kind of like Riley. She moved over. She has no friends. Um, and it, it kind of stirred up a lot of my little emotions, um, or medium-sized emotions. I was a big kid at, at 11. And so I got picked on a lot when I was a kid. And, you know, so it kind of stirred up a, a lot of things uh, in my life. And, and that's one thing that we're going to talk about this morning is, is anger and sadness and, and what happens when they take over our lives and, and when that joy kind of leaves our life for a temporary time and, and how we can restore it back, but not by suppressing these other emotions, these uncomfortable emotions that people think that we don't need to, need to feel, but how we can make them all work together and that how we can do it ultimately for the glory of God and for his kingdom. And so uh, we're going to take a look at this clip and it's going to talk more about sadness. Sadness is just, Riley's sad. You know, I was sad when I was 11 moving schools, and so she was sad too. And so we're going to look and see what happens to Riley when sadness starts taking over her life a little bit more. <laughs> so joy is always positive. She is determined to make sadness feel joy and, and to be happy. And, and the little sadness girl goes on and talks about, well, it's fun, but the rain fills up my shoes and there's puddles and I'm sad and drag me around everywhere and and um it's just a cute way for uh you know to express emotions to where it's a little more approachable that we can talk about it they're cute little characters it's not as it's not as serious but in in reality it is serious because you know all of a sudden Riley's feeling all this sadness because she's had change in her life. She's had huge change. And change is, is something that we can all relate to. I mean, everybody in here has changed at some point in their life. Um, and one thing that Inside Out helps us realize is that change is gonna happen. It's a constant in our life that we can never avoid. And you know, our lives are not gonna be 100% joyful all the time. We're gonna have sadness, anger, fear, disgust. Um, but at the same time, if we can stick them all together and we can find a way to make them work together, it is possible to overcome these obstacles in life and these circumstances and this change and, uh, and just have a happy and, and joyful life. And now, like I said, it's not always going to be that way, but it is possible to restore it if, it, if it's tending to leave, um, if it's tending to leave ourselves. So as the movie goes on, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. Anytime sadness touches one of those little balls, it turns some other emotion into sadness. And, and, you know, she's causing a problem. And Riley is starting her first day of school, and Joy is excited. She wakes everybody up playing, what is it, like Reveille on the, the accordion. And it's, it's annoying, and it's awesome at the same time. And, and, you know, she's excited. They're going to have a great day at school. Everyone's prepared. But she has a plan for sadness, because sadness is not welcome in Joy's mind in Riley's life. Because if sadness is present, Riley can't be happy. 
and that's all that Joy wants. And so Joy draws this circle on the ground, and she was like, all right, Sadness, I have one job for you, and I want you to just stay in this circle. And uh, so Sadness is like, okay, I'll stay in the circle. And, and you know, she stays in the circle, and Joy's like, don't touch anything, because you're, you're messing stuff up. Don't touch it. Well, you know what? As cute as that is, and as cute as Joy is, and, and it is a movie, but when we look at it, we can't just section off sadness somewhere in our brain. We can't repress it, we can't suppress it, we can't just say, oh, I'm not gonna deal with that. You know what, I can't, I can't handle that. And that is, that is one thing that, that I did when I was you know, growing up. I was like, you know what, I do not wanna feel sadness. And I did, I put it in a circle, and it wasn't just one circle, it was like a bunch of circles, and I stuck it way back in there, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feel that. I don't wanna cry, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna grieve, I don't really, well, because all of that came together, the, the sadness and the grieving and the, and the nostalgia of what things used to be in the past, and, and sympathy and empathy, it all goes together with sadness, and I just, I thought that crying or showing that was, a, was showing a sign of weakness, and I wasn't okay with that. I was like, I'm going to be strong girl, strong big girl. You know, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. And so for many, many years, that is what I did. I suppressed it. And if something, like I felt that tickling, that something was going to, was going to, you know, make me sad or, you know, I, my heart broke for something, I just pushed it farther. And I was like, nope, we are not dealing with that. And so um, I understand what this movie is talking about because as the movie continues, sadness and joy, they have this wrestling match and they wind up getting sucked out of Riley's personality. And so she can no longer feel sadness and joy. And so for a while, I did not feel a lot of sadness. I still felt some joy, but it wasn't to the full potential that it could be because I was missing one of my core emotions. So the next clip that we're gonna look at is one of my favorite. I laugh hysterically like I'm a little kid, but I don't really care. Um, but it's what happens when joy and sadness are not present in Miley's brain, or not Miley, I'm sorry, Riley's brain, and uh, the other three in control. So let's check it out. <laughs> She pressed the button to see the Brazilian helicopter pilot. <laughs> I don't know if y'all caught that, but I just, I don't know. Do you see why I laughed? I mean, that was cute. Come on, guys. Um, has anybody experienced a dinner like this before? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Matthew Mayers, I totally know this happens. <laughs> I know it. I have you in youth. I love you, by the way. Um, it, uh, Mom and dad, did it happen? Okay, they're, they're nodding, yes. Okay, so, well, with the repressed sadness that we had going around, around this time, there was a lot of anger, too. You know, it's just a little bit messed up. Okay, a lot of it messed up. But, um, you know, I, had, I don't know why. I just had a lot of anger. I don't know if it was the school change. I don't know if it was, you know, getting picked on. I don't, I don't really know. I had a great childhood. It was nothing to, you know, to be angry about. But when you're 11 and 12 and 13 years old, there's just some rampant emotions and hormones going on that just cause you to act a little bit funny. So um, there was lots of anger. I would beg and plead for anger management classes on birthday and, and Christmas presents, and it, it didn't happen. I guess they didn't think it was as bad as I did, but I mean, it's pretty bad. So, um, I mean, sadness was repressed. Anger was just, it was awful. And so it was a lot like this clip at the table, and, and I love that humor comes with it. But, um, you know, with with these absent emotions, you know, the other emotions have to take over. And, 
And I loved how the, the mom's brain is ruled by you know, sadness and the dad's brain is ruled by anger. And it just proves to us that all of us are different. And each of these emotions is, we have stronger ones than other ones that, that control our lives. And the adults seem to, most of their emotions function as a unit, while Riley's emotions only can function one at a time. And I understand that. I work with middle schoolers. They do function one at a time. You get them one right after the next, and you will see all five in about 30 seconds. And so, but it's, they're just pleasant people. I love you. I love you guys so much. So um, I digress. So <laughs> back to Riley. So um, she is just struggling. I get it. I was struggling, and it just wasn't the best. And the thing is, is that I was a Christian at the time. You know, I wasn't supposed to be angry like that. I wasn't supposed to not be expressing my sadness. And um, you know, thank goodness for deepening my relationship with Christ. It helped me realize that that is not who I'm called to be as a Christian and as, and as, a, as a woman of Christ or as a, as a man of Christ. It doesn't matter who we are, but we are, we are called to embrace all of our emotions just like Christ did and to uh, use them to our full potential and, um, and, and use our purpose in life. And I wasn't doing that. I was missing the mark. And so for many years, for throughout my teenage years and definitely into college, and even it was recently that, you know, God started to rework some things in my mind and my heart and, and tell me, you know, and show me that it's okay. You can cry. I want you to feel the things that I feel. I want your heart to break for the things that break my heart, like Justin prayed this morning. And and um, I want you to have compassion. You know, even though I went to Nicaragua so many times, you know, in college, something was, something was still missing. Like, yeah, I had compassion for these kids and, and these people, but it was never at the deepest level that I could express it because I wasn't dealing with it within myself. And so I finally decided to start dealing with it, and, and the only way that that was possible was through Christ, and, and that is what is calling. And, and so the movie helps us realize it in, in my own personal story I hope I hope it speaks to you and, and and to tell you that you know sadness don't let it control yourself you know you don't want that you don't want anger to control yourself even joy it can't be sustained it can't be forever but with a healthy balance of emotions it is sustainable and it's through Christ that that's sustainable as well and so um, when I was writing this message I just kept thinking of this song over and over and over into my head and it was one of the songs that I sang up here at the porch, and uh, it was like one of three, because that's all I could sing, let's just be honest. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and so I kept thinking it and singing it in my heart, and, and, and when I was writing this sermon, and I'm not going to sing it now, but I'm going to you know, share the lyrics with you guys, because this is what I want for my life, and, and I want my emotions to agree with me, and I want to live this out. And it says, heal my heart and make it clean. Open up my eyes to the things unseen. Show me how to love like you have loved me. And break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. As I walk from earth into eternity. It's from a song called Hosanna. And, uh, and so I finally decided, you know, that's how I want to be. And that's how I need to get my emotions in line and, and work this out. And and because I want to be the best that I can, and that's how we all should be. You know, if something is, if something's nagging at you, if something's bothering you, or you, there's a characteristic about yourself that you're just not okay with, 
let's change it. You can do it. You know, I'm not angry anymore. I express sadness. Yes, I have cried. There are people in this room that have seen it. You know, I feel, I feel that emotion again. And you know what? The joy that comes from it is so much more deeper because I have allowed myself to open up that area and experience it. And so kind of like I have opened up my mind and I've experienced, joy does the same thing in the movie. And so there might be some spoilers, but put your earmuffs on, your eye muffs, and let's check out the end, okay? <laughs> So sadness was the ultimate hero in this movie, and, and she was the one that Joy finally realized that Riley needed to experience this sadness in order for her to move on and for her to heal and, and to help her further and get, and get more acclimated in their new town. And, and yeah, she left everything behind, and she was going to have to start new memories and, and new experiences, but she had to experience this sadness in order to move her life forward and to accept that change. And so um, it's just a great little movie and you don't think that, hey, it's sadness in the end. That's the one that saves Riley. And um, it's just, it was, it's really touching if you can really look at it in a deeper level. And, and you saw a clip of Bing Bong and Bing Bong's really cute and I didn't even mention him, but he, uh, you can dig into him a little bit deeper. I challenge you guys to do that, but he is very selfless and, and in the end, he had a big part in saving Riley and joy and sadness as well. And so I want to leave you guys with this. If, um, if you look in Psalms 31, it says, You've turned my morning uh, to joyful dancing, and you've taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. When I read it, I kept adding the word sadness in there as well. And that's how it goes in our life. You know, we're going to have times of sadness. We're going to have time. And, and just because we're talking about sadness today, if that's not what's working for you right now in the moment, it's okay. It's anger. It's fear. It's disgust. It's, you know, it could be anything else as well. You just have to put it in there for yourself and make it personal to you. But, um... Guys, with Christ, he takes away all of this sadness in this morning, and he turns it into something that's beautiful and that's joyful, and it's something that we can't even imagine if we can just allow ourselves to experience it and allow Christ to work in our lives. And so it's something that's just really beautiful when we give God the opportunity to do it. So I'm gonna leave you guys with this. But with these five emotions that we've been talking about through Inside Out, um, God designed our hearts to desire what he desires, and he, he made us to find joy where he finds joy and to be disgusted by what disgusts him, and he wants us to be saddened with things that grieve him, and he wants us to be angered by what angers him, and he wants us to fear things that he has deemed as threatening, and so it's like, it, it, it's not like, it is, I'm sorry, um, it is my hope and my prayer for you guys and for myself and and that um, even though it's our human nature that has separated us from Christ and it, that it corrupts these emotions and it kind of malfangles them and it just kind of turns them upside down and left and right, but that we can align them, but it's only through Christ that we can do that. And um, he is the one that has come to save us and to align these emotions and to make them perfect for us. And so we're going to strive to feel joy and to take joy into what, what Christ takes joy in. And, and we're going to use sorrow to comfort us. And we're going to comfort other people because I wasn't very good at that back in the day. But I know that now. And now I have heightened friendships and, and we can reach a deeper level now that I have allowed, that to, allowed sadness to enter my life. And um, we want to use disgust as discernment and fear as wisdom. And the things that anger Christ in the eyes of Christ, we want 
to use it to fuel passion in us and, to, and for fight for injustice. And so um, I just hope that you have heard just a little snippet of something today and that you can use this cute little movie um, just to laugh and to have fun. And, you, and parents, you can use it as a, as a starting off and a jumping off tool to talk to your kids about their emotions because I highly encourage that um, and it'll help start getting them knowing that it's all about Christ that's in us and that helps fuel these emotions. So if you guys will pray with me, um, we'll uh, get back to worship. Father God, you, uh, you give us these movies, God. You've given us nine weeks of movies and, and God, they're awesome. They're, they're secular movies that the whole world sees and God, you are working in them and you have a message for us to hear and God, I only... You only spoke to me in just a a small piece of this movie, Father, but God, I pray as everybody else watches the movie that they will find what speaks to them the most and and that they can see you, Father, and that they can see your son, Jesus Christ. And God, we just, we love you so much and and you bless us with so much. And and God, I just pray that we recognize that and, and God, we embrace these emotions that you have given us and we find the joy in them and And uh, we just give it back to you, Father, because it is all because of you and your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.